Welcome to the fourth episode of the Searching for Meaning podcast. I'm Gonzalo and I'm joined by my brother Tiago. Hello. And today we are going to go over the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. This book, continuing on, um, so pretty much this book talks about David Goggins' life written by himself. And I want to start out by saying this guy is one bad motherfucker. He's Jesus one of the baddest Christ. motherfuckers. <laughs> like, we're going to go over... I want to go over kind of like all the chapters just a little bit, at least. Yeah. But this man is insane. <laughs> just to give you a little teaser. He ran a 100-mile marathon without any preparation. That's... Can, that's how so is this crazy. possible? And yeah. if, you, if you get to read the book and you see him t- uh, like tell you the story of how it was, you'll see just how insane it is. Because it goes beyond any idea I had yeah, it, of what was possible. Because yeah, like, mm-hmm. I remember I, I had listened to David Goggins on like the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, Tom Bilyeu's podcast, and you see like, okay, this guy's gone through a lot and he's a bit crazy in a good sense. But oh my God, you have yeah, no when, idea. Yeah, when you read, it, read the it, book. It's like a whole new level of crazy. Like, for me, I think that he has, like, some kind of superpower we still haven't figured out, honestly. Because the, the amount of pain he can endure, it just seems, like, impossible. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And uh, I think no better place to start with that pain <coughs> than chapter one, which starts at, the, like, the beginning of his life, him as a child. Yeah. So, it's called, I should have been a statistic. And, well, he should have been a statistic, so... Just to give you a, uh, an overview, when he was, I think, eight years old, he ran away from his father with his mom because his father made them not only work during nights at the... Um, at his, what was the It thing? was a, a bowling alley, I think, or a skating. Oh, no, it was like a skating yeah, alley. Yeah, a skating alley. Like a, a late night kind of thing. Yeah. So he, he would work from, I don't know, like, like midnight, midnight to 4 or 5 a.m. And then he would go to school. He would fail, of course, because he would have no sleep. Yeah. And his father was, I don't want to say a psychopath, but he sure as hell sounded like one. Yeah, because like crazy. he would not only beat them, but he would do like weird psychological shit to fuck with them. Like he would call them into his room, everything would be dark, and then they wouldn't know when he would actually hit them. Yeah, so, because he would make no sound. Everything was dark. He'd enjoy yeah. watching them like suffer. Yeah, and then so if that wasn't fucked up enough, he moved. He moved with his mom away, they managed to run away to a new town, like a a very small town, if I'm not mistaken, where like racism was more apparent there. Yeah. But anyway, like the mom found a good, uh, a good man, let's call it a good stepfather to him. And I think he even says in the book, at some point he was like, oh, I feel like my life's kind of getting better now. It's kind of, things are, things are getting good. And like, right as things are getting good, they get a, like a lot worse from then on. His stepfather gets murdered, like yeah. shot in, in their house, shot, I think. He was at the exit of the house. He was just going, and the, that story is actually really funny. He was going to like some basketball match or something. And yeah. the, the, the guy who wrote the book, David Goggins, he, he was like, let me go with you. Let me go. I want to go. And he, and he said like, no, you're not coming. And just like, what, one hour later, he, he dies. So it's also like a matter of chance. He could have died there with, yeah. with, with his stepfather. Which is just, it's painful to read because he was just a kid at the time. I don't know if he was 14 or something, but 
from, from the moment he was born, life was not going to be any easy for him. Yeah, he knew that. <laughs> yeah, because like also to um, to add to that, uh, there was a big like Ku Klux Klan, how do you say, group in, yeah, yeah. in the town he was in. And he was like one of the few black kids in his school. So, yeah, so was... every day we'd get like, not every day, but people would write like, I'm going to kill you n-word i'm not gonna say it in his book uh, the guys behind him one of them was in class one of the guys behind him was the the son of the kkk's leader in that town oh, i forgot so that yeah <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't even close to being easy yeah not an easy but life yeah, at all but uh let's see if i remember probably so he managed to get over that uh, he, he cheated in school, so he managed to yeah, he pass was, in school. Yeah, he was really good at cheating because he was. Yeah. He didn't like. He barely knew how to read. He couldn't really do any of the other exercises and study like the other kids. So he was really behind, and what got him through school was basically cheating. Yeah. So he, well, pretty much, he didn't know anything. He was just cheating. He was lying. So he wasn't feeling good about himself yeah. because of all the the trauma he had and where his life was kind of going. Mm -hmm. Then after this, if I remember properly, so he finishes school. Does he go straight to the military? Or is no, no. Something? First he has, like, the... Um, what's it called? The um, He goes to working on the... Um, no, that. Oh, and, like, the... The, the rat. The rat thing. No. The rat. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, that's it, yeah. Great preparation by us, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very nice. So, so he goes, yeah. So he finishes high school. He gets a wife somehow, and um, he gets real, real fat. Real fat, yeah. like, like if this, you, this guy's if you breakfast see him now like... and before. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I just, want, it's... just so you have an idea, like is this guy's breakfast was like six cinnamon rolls, which is like fucking absurd. Then like six eggs uh, scrambled, and then like half a half a pound of bacon. No, no, one pound of bacon. Jesus. Just like <laughs> crazy, yeah. Every day. Plus, that was just breakfast. Yeah, that was just breakfast. <laughs> that was that's like a a full. That's like two adults, like lunch or something. And yeah. he was just like, yeah, just breakfast for me. But yeah, like he's really fat. He's working as like a. How do you say it? the people who go and kill rats and cockroaches and stuff like that from yeah. restaurants? So he's working at night. He hates himself. He's he's not happy where he wants to be. But through all of this, like, um, watching a lot of TV, eating crappy foods, he's kind of, like, running away from from what he knows he is, yeah. which is a fat piece of shit, like he calls himself. It's not me yeah. calling <laughs> yeah, But, yeah, um, and just, uh, and how he changed from that was, uh, at least from what he says in the book, is one day, I think it was, I think it was this, he, he just finished showering. And he was going to his living room to watch some TV. Yeah. And on the TV, it was playing some... It was this, right? It was when it was playing the, the Marine thing on TV. The, yeah, the Marine commercial. Yeah, so it was like it was either a commercial or a documentary, those, I don't know. Yeah, those like recruiting. Yeah, about to, recruiting. to the recruiting to the Navy SEAL, people were going through the BUDS training. Yeah. And he said that some, I don't know, something sparked within him. Like, it, I guess it was all the, the repressed, like, pain and him being not on his path and all that just came up. 
Yeah. And he kind of decided that that's what, what the fuck he was going to do. <laughs> he was going to go through that training and not only go through it, but like come su successful on the other side. Yeah. All this, but, but he was like 300 pounds at the time. A lot of it was fat, so it's not going to be easy. Uh, I don't want to go like be too much into his story, so I'm just going to summarize it. If it's okay yeah, yeah, with yeah. You. yeah, sure. So he, he goes talk with a lot of like people from the military. One guy tells him, like a lot of them reject him because he's so fat. One of the guys tells him, okay, you need to lose how, how many pounds? Like 150 pounds in yeah, the next three months or something. 100 pounds, I think. 100 pounds in the next three months. He's, he says, okay, I'm going to do it. Um, he goes through a lot of pain, him kind of giving up, going back to it again. He manages to lose that, that amount of weight and then he gets into the military. Yeah. And I think here is where we can start to go over a bit more of like what he talks, dealing with the pain, how, if it's a good thing or not, all of that. So I think we can start right, like right as he starts his training. Mm -hmm. So yeah so it was uh, basically yeah, the, the whole wake-up call in, in one of his like work nights at the the rev thing and it, so he decided to go into the navy and then like him talking about his like his workouts to to, to lose all remember he's like a 300 pound person so he's not yeah. at all in shape it's like just starting to exercise and it's just like brutal all day every day workouts it's just like he's working like eight hours a day every day so i i believe he told like the first thing he would do like get up in the morning at 5 5 a.m then he would run for like two hours then go to work or whatever come back go to the gym i think run another two hours or do like some crazy cardio stuff then he would do like a circuits training type of deal so just like pull-ups push-ups lift like all kinds of lifts deadlifts and squats stuff like that and then yeah. he would come back and do like another workout like cardio workouts so there's like eight hours every day of just like brutal workout for a 300 pound person. So yeah. yeah, and from a man who is not working out yeah, yeah. at all. This isn't like one of the, this is like top elite people can't even do this, most of them. So Yeah, which I think it comes to a recurrent theme in the, the book, which is dealing with pain. Mm -hmm. Because what I've noticed, at least in my case, since reading the book, is that I've been dealing with pain in another another perspective there's a further ahead in the book a point where he says like right after he finishes the 100 mile race yeah like he's shitting himself he's pissing himself <laughs> he's pretty much as close to death as probably one can be while remaining conscious yeah and he's he, like his wife takes him home because he says he doesn't want to go to the hospital she puts him in like a, a cold bathtub with filled with water and like i think he's starting to like slur his words or something so the wife says like no we need to go to the hospital asap and this man says to her no i deserve this pain i want to enjoy it or something along yeah. those lines after running 100 miles like... yeah and like his toenails are falling off his feet are broken he's pissing dirt or like he said his yeah. piss was brown <laughs> yeah it's... you don't even have any idea and like after reading this me, for example, I went running, I think it was yesterday or something. Yeah. And before that, I, I had done like 40 minutes of running and I would be exhausted, completely yeah. exhausted. But yesterday I did 45 minutes. Yeah. And for some reason, every time I felt the pain, that same thought came to my mind. It's like, I deserve, 
I earned this pain, you know. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, everyone you were craving can feel pain. the pain that I'm feeling right now. Yeah, that's actually so, like yeah. So you you're, you've been having I, I assume like David Goggins moments because yeah. I've been having them a lot since <laughs> yeah. reading them this book. <laughs> like like I I feel like it's one of them those books that will just like really change your life and I had I didn't expect it so like the other day. So now I have this thing where I have like specific habits that I want to do every day. Like mm-hmm. n- they are not negotiable. Every day I have to do them no matter what. Yeah. And so I got into the end of the day and it was like 10, 10, 10 p.m. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking tired. And I, I looked at my like to-do list. There was like lots of things to be done. And I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I can't do this. I got, yeah. It's already too late. I got to go to bed and whatever. And then I, I, I remember myself, I remember like, just like two years ago, three, three, three years ago, maybe, I would stay up all night, like until 4 a.m. playing video games. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, I fucking did that with video games and you're telling me I can do it with things that yeah. will benefit me? So I just like, I just started doing them. Like I had to read for one hour, I started reading. Then I had to listen to a podcast, I started listening to the podcast. But then there was like, I was still indecisive because one of those was like doing my workouts and trying to do daily workouts. So I had like to to do like a quick workout and then still go running because I had to do like a, a target number of ste- daily steps I want to hit. So, yeah. so I just like, I did the workout really quick and then I, I, I went out basically on, on the street just so, so I started, at first I started walking because I thought maybe I can do the daily steps just by walking. But then I, I made like a, I started doing math and I, it, it would take me like two hours. So I, I mm-hmm. wasn't like in the mood. So I just started running and I just like, yeah. I started running around our streets and I, I, I started making the math and it was like I gotta do 14 laps around this fucking shit before I can hit my, my goal so I started doing them I'm like I've never run 14 laps around the, that thing I, like, mm-hmm. I, I hate running I remember running like 5 laps and being like fuck this shit I'm done I felt so empowered like, I felt this kind of energy I didn't know I even had like I, yes, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't run for like one year probably and I just did it so easily it got to a point I, I got to the seventh lap and i was like this is being too easy so Dude, I, just... I this is so crazy because yeah. I, I had the same thing because when I, yeah. I did the the run i was doing I, yeah. like i finished 45 minutes and i was like i'm not tired so yeah that's like that's so, yeah that's and so then crazy. i was like i was like well i'm not tired so i decided i'm gonna run up to my house which is like five more minutes straight yeah. uphill i go <laughs> uphill and then there's a park with with a pull-up bar there so i'm like well fuck it I go to the park with the pull-up bar and I do three sets of three pull-ups. And I'm not tired still. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, you're just like trying to be tired at a certain point. You want to feel the pain because I was like, I'm up, it's like midnight. I'm running outside. It's just fucking freezing. And I'm like, why isn't yeah. this feeling uncomfortable? At least I want it to be hard. So it's just like I got to, to the seventh lap and I was like, okay, this is being too hard. I'm not feeling cold. This is everything's so easy. So it's just like I take off my jacket. And like, as I take off my jacket, I feel like I'm peeling weakness from my body. It's just like yeah. a, an awesome moment. So I, I take the jacket off, I run another lap and I'm like, this is still easy. So I take like one of my shirts because it was freaking freezing. I, I brought like three layers of clothing. So I take okay. the other shirt, continue running, still too easy. I, I was in my shirt, but I just like short sleeve shirt at this time. And I was like, okay, fuck it. I'll just take off my shirt. So I'm running, <laughs> I'm running like without a shirt at midnight. People are like passing by cars. Like what the fuck? They're all this looking. This man is this and, piece of fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy's probably drunk. And I'm like, this is still too easy. And I, I shit you not, this happened. I still think it's, I still, me thinking, I think it's bullshit because it just seems so strange for me to, to have done something like this. 
it still feels like a dream. But I got to the like it was twelve the twelfth lap, so there were two missing, and I take off my fucking shoes because <laughs> I was like, this is still too fucking easy. So I just I take off my shoes, my fucking socks, and I start oh running barefoot oh <laughs> on the fucking road. So it's like uh, it's cement. It's not cement, but the thing you go in, in the road. Yeah, con- so it's like yeah, concrete. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's road. So it's, it's it's road. So it's like every step is like so uncomfortable to my feet. So I just run the final two laps, and when I arrive at the last one, I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm not sure if I ran 14 because at some time I stopped counting." So I just ran another one, just, <laughs> <laughs> just for yeah. sure. Like I got to the end of it, like in the freezing night, just looking up at the sky, and I'm like, "This is fucking awesome. I feel like a beast," and I still yeah. wasn't tired. It's like and I think those. that's what what this book does to you. I don't think it's not that you were tired or not, because I yeah. think you physically you would yeah. feel the same as before. But because your mind knows how much pain a human being can take before he gives up. Yeah, that's kind of that's it. Yeah. Then you're because like you read in the book, like David Goggins is going through Hell Week, which requires him to be awake for five days straight while doing intense workouts and stuff like, like that. Yeah. Intense, then you intense. just you just realize like dude i can run barefoot like what the fuck yeah i can run five more minutes i can do and in this like going to the subject of pain again yeah it's like most people they're always trying for life to be the least painful as possible mm-hmm. you buy the most comfortable couch you buy a heater in, for your house you're always inside when you go out you go on your car you're bare, like there's no uncomfortable uncomfortable feelings or pain or there's the least yeah. amount of them that you can yeah in your daily and life i think that that if you don't bring pain onto yourself then life's going to take care of that for you but yeah. so you have a choice it's either what life brings onto you or you choose the one you want to take so it's either the pain of going to the gym and getting fit or it's the pain of looking in the mirror and being fat Yes, yeah. the pain of being like in a job you don't like or the pain of creating your own business and going through all the stress that requires. That's it's, exactly it. Yeah. This book, goddamn, this let's keep going. Yeah, the book changes you like like this this thing that happened it still feels like fucking a dream to me because I know I only did it because like in my mind I'm just I'm just thinking like David Goggins could do yes, could do all of those things and you're telling me like I can't run like 14 laps, it's midnight, whatever. I can't do it. Of course I can. It's just like a matter of, uh, if if like if this is for my life, if my life depends on it, I could do it. So, if you if you have that knowledge, you can always do anything. Just like if you're, if it's like as I said, it's, in my case, it was like it was midnight. I still have all of my tasks to do, but it doesn't matter. I can still do them. There's no excuse that that, that I'll just start tomorrow thing. Yeah. I think this really erases it because there's really no excuse i could have gotten i could have done all of that and still not slept and i would still be okay like it's just just yeah people over like they create rules that they don't even exist like i can go out running at midnight barefoot but in my mind before i have done that i was like no i can't do that like yeah but you can it's like mental rules you you gotta break and this book does a wonderful job at doing it yeah and i think one moment that shows that the most and like this is also progressed in the story it's so david goggins he gets in the military is doing the the buds training which is to become a navy seal yeah. and to become a navy seal you have to go through hell week 
So L week, I, I think I said it already earlier, but I'll just say it again. Yeah. It's a five day hell, pretty much. It's five, <laughs> yes. day tra- it's five days where you it, are like people are training you, like giving you orders to do physical tasks yeah. from the military. And you and in five and, days you have four hours of sleep. On yeah, average. like so. they, they have no sleep and they have to do all this. So four hours for the five days. Tasks. Yeah, Not four hours per day. So just you have any idea. This is like crazy i don't even know i didn't even knew it was possible like yeah <laughs> but so yeah like so david goggins he first time he goes through this i think they they have to pull him out because he had double pneumonia or something like yeah, that yeah so like some fucking his shit. lungs were getting filled with liquid and like that to pull him out so he yeah. gets pissed and when you fail you have to go back to the the first week of buds training not you it's not yeah, just you, repeat you don't hell go week. where you it's yeah. the full training so second time he goes, does the training, but I believe they they pulled him. I think was it his knee? That yeah, the fuck? they pulled him out because yeah, he had broken his knee. It's like yeah, he broke. Yeah, yeah he broke his he like, broke his knee. So he broke his knee. He wanted to keep going, but <laughs> they had to pull him out. Yeah, this man is crazy. They couldn't allow him. <laughs> and they told him that second time when they pulled him out, you only have one more chance at this. If you don't make it in the next one, you're never ever gonna become a Navy SEAL ever. Yeah. So full pressure on him. He's feeling well. He's feeling down, but he's he's also not feeling down. He's he's ready. That's yeah. one of, one of the other things I I got from this book is this man's got so much pain and so much shit thrown at him, but his his mental is always like, okay, next. Yeah, oh, he, that does, he doesn't take next. failure as as normal people do. It's not like a, oh my god, it doesn't even like remorse on it. He doesn't even like feel yeah. sorry for him like for one bit. He just. It takes it, it says Roger that, and it just starts planning his next yeah, exactly. thing or how to do it again without. It's amazing. And then, yeah, then he does the third Hell Week. Uh, he, he does it, of course. Yeah, but, <laughs> but in a uh, fucked one up thing, way. <laughs> but one thing that, like, they talk in this chapter, the, the chapter is called Taking Souls. Yeah. And this is a concept he talks about in the book, which is kind of, I'm kind of summarizing by my own words. Is when you are in under these super intense circumstances, and especially if it's like in competition with someone, or you have to overcome someone, which is the case, like their instructors yeah. are like talking shit to him the the whole time. He says that like by not not break not only not breaking, but by going the extra mile in those circumstances. So in mm. like in his case was they had like I think they had like 15 minutes of rest just to sit down, and mm-hmm. he and his team decided. Like, no, we're going to show these guys what the fuck we're made of. So they pick up uh, this, I think it was a log, like a super heavy wood yeah, yeah, log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just like, they grab it and they start throwing it over their heads yeah. and picking it up again and screaming. What was the scream? Uh, no. You can't hurt SEAL Team, uh, you can't hurt SEAL Team 5 or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like it was the name, the name they know, they of know the their team. team. Yeah. And they, like he just says, as he looked at the instructions, instruction, instructor while they're doing this he just saw like he had taken their souls quote unquote like he knew yeah. they were gonna go home and they would be thinking about that it's kind of yeah. like he cracked their will yeah he, like, sort yeah. of thing and he was doing this like in the worst conditions possible and that's, yeah, that's also the point like even when you think you've gave, given it given it your all it's like you would just like search for that remaining burst of adrenaline or whatever and you would he would try to like break the people who are like in the most perfect conditions like the, his instructions they weren't they weren't tired they weren't doing the things they were doing 
they were completely fine and he was still trying to quote unquote like break them try to make them feel like concerned cons not concerned but like break their will like yeah. make them know that they they could not break us they we are we were not broken by them and even make them feel bad about it which is that it's another thing i got like when i was running i remember because this was playing through my mind because i recently finished the book yeah. so i was running in like every time just like self-motivation out every time i crossed someone <laughs> i kind of have that thing like not it's kind of like taking their soul like i'm here running you you're not running yeah, you kind of thing just, walking. and like i noticed when i did it, it's like i could run faster after yes even though i had been running for longer i was running faster yeah yeah that's like now i think one of the also one of the things i realized with this book is like how much your mental influences your physical body so much so like Jesus. so much like for taking back the example of running so uh, like just my mentality gave me like I feel I felt I I did not feel tired after running like like nothing special for people that run but like for me it was like six kilometers and if I did that before like I'd be pretty tired I got to the end of it and I did not feel tired just because my mind was so like I was in a state of like deep focus and yeah so motivated like there was no like it it's like my mental overcame my my physical pain uh, but yeah. yeah and like it's in that moment you don't feel anything but let me tell you something <laughs> the day after i was fucking sore out of my <laughs> <laughs> yes like yeah. my lower calves i i've never been sore in my lower calves like really close to your ankle they were yeah. just like <laughs> i could barely fucking walk still today i'm, yeah. I'm still fucking sore because i think running barefoot is different so that's oh yeah because it of that. more different muscles <laughs> yeah but yeah man this book um, if you're listening and considering reading, just read it. Yeah, just it's gonna make such it. a big difference in your in your mind. It's ridiculous. For example, just one more example. Yesterday, I was I went to the gym, lift some weights. Yeah. And I had been recovering from a, a back injury, so usually I would lift 120 pounds. I think that's yeah, in pounds that is it. But I was doing like yeah, way less than that, like 80, 80, 70 pounds. But yesterday I was like you know what what's the worst that can happen so i just put all the weight back in <laughs> i do like a warm-up i do the the weight i was doing normally i just do that as a warm-up and then i and then i put back the the full weight that i was before yeah and, and i imagine i imagine this is more mental than anything because the injury is over yeah and like i'm warmed up so it's just a matter of me pushing through what my brain thinks it can do at this moment in time mm -hmm. Because I've done this weight before. So, like, I start lifting and, <laughs> like, that first millisecond, I'm just like, fuck, I'm just going to drop this. It's too much. <laughs> but, like, I lift it. Like, it's that lift. So, I just lift it. And I'm like, oh, it's possible. So, then I just do five sets. No, three sets of five reps with that yeah. weight. And not only did I do it, I was not even that tired after. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, that's, like, the, the power of your... If you're of your mental strength and that's one of the things while i was reading the book i was always like how is this man still doing this how is he still running how is he still doing pull-ups how where does he get all of the strength to do it and at some point it's like i'm i wasn't even fascinated by like his body because obviously he's very fit about doing all of these things but i think what really give gave him an edge over other people is like his mental strength he his mind is so calloused as he calls it so yeah it's like he, he created a calluses around his mind so it's it's just like such a strong mind that 
there's almost nothing that I feel like that he can do if he puts his mind to it, especially if it's a physical task. Yeah. Like pull-ups, and running, whatever it is. It's like crazy. I think also one of the reasons why for the, he can do these things, and I think most people can overcome a lot of mental barriers, but I don't think most people can overcome to the level that he did, just yeah. because he came from such a, a horrible like childhood and point in his life that when he's doing these things, what I imagine he thinks happens when he fails is that he goes back to that, even if it's subconsciously. Because I know when I do some of these things, what I imagine will happen if I fail is that I'll go back to how I was before. Yeah. But like how I was before, it's not as bad as how he was before. Uh-huh. So yeah, I don't remember. have that. I don't have as much of an edge as he does in that sense. And most people don't. And it's okay. Yeah. That's but right. like even not having such a big an edge. And kind of, I'm, I'm glad I don't because I don't wish that childhood on, childhood on anyone. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It just shows, like, regardless of that, you can push so much further than you think. And yeah. he even has this concept in the book, which he calls the 40-60%, yeah. which, he, which he says, so when you are, let's say you're running, and you're reaching what you think is like your max, you're almost dying, or so you think. <laughs> According to him, he says, when you reach that point, you still have 60% more left to go. You've just never broke that barrier past that. Yeah. So and it's like, it's training, it's training, and it, it's like his whole life training to get to that point. But yeah, it's it's a mental thing, and you can see that, like, in his 100-mile run. It's exactly that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's perfectly the best example of it. So, you can see, like, in every chapter, the way he talked about it, I was like, it's impossible for him to com complete this race. That, like, if he's feeling this at, like, mile 50, there's no way he can still do it for, like, another half of the race. Yeah. But it's like he really embodies the, the, that 40-60 principle. So when you feel like he's getting to his end, he's only at 40% done. He can still give another 60% and finish the the race, the, the pull-ups, whatever it is. And that's also thing, something maybe, okay, of course, this isn't, this isn't like based on science or anything. But if you, like, if you take <laughs> yeah. that, don't go, don't go try this like... Don't just like have like a double your what you usually lift. You may get injured, but... Like it, to a certain extent, everyone has this. Like when you feel you're reaching to your 100% maximum, you can you can always give a, like 20%, 30%, 40% more, whatever it is. Like if think about just like if your life depended on it, on you getting that extra rep, on you running the extra mile, you could do it. Like you would Absolutely. summon all of your strength and you you'd fucking get it, get it done. And I think just trying to practice that in everyday life, just giving a little bit extra extra strength, extra effort, will really not only impact you when you finish that task, but the rest of your life also, because you just feel like so much more accomplished and you, you discover a side of yourself you, you weren't used to. At least for me, that's what happened. Yeah, dude, same for me. And now I think combining this with, not only this, but like this is a lot of, it's discipline for you to, not only do this once, because everyone can do, you can r run barefoot, let's yeah. take your example, once, but can you go over that discomfort? Maybe not the same situation, but continually putting yourself through that discomfort like every day. Can you do that? Because at the end of the day, we are what we repeatedly do. So mm -hmm. it's not like the fat person who eats salad one day is not going to get fit, and the person who only does this one day 
it's not going to change their lives. Yeah, of course. So I think that's also a, a very good and a very important thing to keep in mind is that this man has been doing this for the past like 30 years or 20 years of his life, at yeah, least consciously. So, and it's also easy to look at him now and think, oh my God, he is amazing. He does all these pull-ups. He has the pull-up record. By the way, he has the pull-up record yeah. for 24 hours. For uh, 4,030. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like he says in the book, when he started trying to lose weight, he failed the first day. He, he went back to eat, drinking the milkshake. Yeah. But he just kept persisting on a, a simple goal. And it's... Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's that it's keeping... And an another thing... Focus on the goal. Yeah. And if the goal for you is it's this, then yeah, go for it. But yeah, tell me. And another thing I think I really, at least for me, was really beneficial is like, Go to the end with your goals. Don't leave them like at 95% and call it a day. That's something I used to do a lot. So if I, had, for example, gotten, I, I have a, like a daily step goal, like 10,000 steps. And I, I usually okay. would go like 9,500. I, 9, I was like, okay, that's done. That's pretty much 10,000. But that's not the same thing as actually getting yes, it done. And I used to do that a lot. It's like, okay. I had to read for 30 minutes. I, I read for 20 minutes and I'd call it a day. So, like, and when I, like, after reading this book, I don't know why, just, like, taking everything, like, completing it 100% is a very different goal and it has a di very different impact. For that night, uh, where I ran barefoot and all that shit, I did everything 100%. And the next day, I felt fucking amazing having done yeah. that. And it was even easier to, for me to do, do all of those tasks just because... I felt like I had done it when it was most complicated, probably. And I had done it 100%. So whenever you get the temptation to just calling it short, maybe you're like almost done, just really go to the end of it because that makes the, the difference. Taking yeah, that, things that's to the what end. he says when, when he says you have to callous your mind. Yeah. That's what he says because it's, it's probably those last 500 steps which are the, the most difficult ones. Because mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't want to go outside now. It's, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost there it's okay i read yeah. for 20 minutes what's the difference there's a big difference yeah. and I, I not even necessarily a physical difference no, it's of, more mental of course yeah yeah maybe doing 500 extra steps yeah it's not even like a healthy thing but it's, it's just like what my you're mental. saying to to your mind yeah you're saying definitely. that i because for at least for me one of the the principles i take in high consideration is like keeping your word to others but mm -hmm. to be able to do that you first have to keep your word to yourself and if you're breaking those small things of if the steps or the reading or whatever it may be, yep. then you're, you're, it's even worse than if you were breaking your word to someone else. Mm -hmm. Because that's where it all starts. And just to deviate a bit, uh, yeah, sure. I, I saw a quote the other day which I think kind of fits incredibly well into like this book and all these concepts, which is, a man, when he has done a good act, does not call out for others to come and see. But he goes on to another act, as a vine goes on to produce, again, the grapes in season. Which, more relating to when you do something good, or when you do, for example, you do this, this running and all that. Yeah. It's kind of like, I did it, next one. That's, I did yeah. everything today, next one. Keep going. Yeah, and, keep, and I think when he says callousing your mind, is not only again, uh, to failure, but also success. Because if you... If you're trying to make success this super big event and yeah i made it there then it's always gonna feel underwhelming and like not the best you're not saying the best thing thing to yourself because 
you are prioritizing the the goal instead of the journey. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, okay, just another day, just another day. Tomorrow I want, like today I want. Tomorrow I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna run. Yeah. You're callousing your mind to be happy with less and be happy in the moment and just be healthier in general. Yeah, and enjoying the process. That, that's definitely something you see with him when he finishes all of these races. All when he finished his pull-up record, he, he didn't even celebrate. He just went back yeah. to the to a quiet room. Everybody was like chanting and like cheering him on because he had just done something fucking crazy. And it just like yeah. it goes back to his small quiet room and it just like just takes it as another day. And every time he finished a race or something, you never saw him like say, "Yeah, I fucking did it." No, it just you moved on to another task. And of course, maybe you don't have to be like he has a a dark mindset because all of his past and stuff, but. Take that into consideration, just like enjoy the process as much as the end and don't let up when you get to the end. So don't just don't get to, to your goal and just and then like abandon all of your habits and yeah. all of the stuff that you made to get there. Keep on doing it. You'll probably even feel better than if you had let them up. Probably no, you'll definitely feel better. So yeah. it's also that yeah, that's a, the important principle of callousing your mind and keeping your word to yourself. That's also one of the other things. That not only makes you like it makes you feel a lot more respect for yourself, which in turn makes you do better actions because you you respect yourself. So unconsciously, there isn't that thing of you feeling like you deserve less. So when you when you actually do all of these things, it's even even not I'm not I'm not gonna say easier, but it's you can keep on the good paths uh, with less effort, not less effort, but with less mental struggle, just because you feel more respect for yourself. That's yeah. at least what yeah. I've been noticing after doing all of these things to yeah, 100%. Sure. Because, yeah, you're saying to your brain, it's not that important. Mm-hmm. And when you say to your brain that one of the, the most, most difficult things thing you've done is not important, important then, then nothing else is that important. important. Which yeah. is not to me, like, of course, it's not important in the sense that it matters to you. It's just important in the sense that you're not going to have, like, an emotional reaction to it. Yeah. You're, you're like you're gonna be balanced more balanced than well probably you've ever been and yeah it's incredible and, and another topic i wanted to touch on is like hearing this and up until this point this sounds like very like aggressive like a lot of mm-hmm. pain negative and even a bit sadistic at times with like the <laughs> yeah the, all the pain stuff i want to feel the but, pain like when he reaches the end of the book like the last chapter it's incredible because he was having uh, a lot of pain his heart was like shooting up in in beats per minute and he, he didn't know what was going on he went to the doctors several of them not no no one could tell what was wrong with him like all the analysis came out right yeah. so he was he was going like into desperation like he thought he was gonna die pretty much yeah but at at one of those lowest points i think he just laid in bed that's what i remember and he just said he kind of let go like because since day one he, he had been doing this a lot to kind of prove something to like all everyone who said shit to him, his father, all the Navy instructors, all that. So it was all surrounded by a lot of pain and anger and yeah. aggressiveness in general. And he said like he just let go of all that. He could let go, just lay down. He cried, I think, a lot probably. But he felt so much happier after. And he didn't like stop being the hard motherfucker he is. But it started coming from a different place. Yeah. From a more... And you can see, like, when you when you see him in the Joe Rogan podcast, the latest one, like, he's cracking jokes, he's super chill. Yeah, he's it's, actually it's having fun. It's super different. It's super different. Yeah. And 
yeah he like the way he then fixed that because the problem was he had a lot of like tense muscles from all the years a lot of doing. years of like doing all this like heavy heavy loads on your body mm-hmm. and never actually like stretching or anything so he just started stretching a lot and well that fixed the problem yeah that's but, also but yeah like yeah a good reminder a good reminder that you can't keep on fueling yourself with hate and anger f- forever it's like yeah he did that work. and he could do it for like a couple of decades and he's like an, an extreme case most people don't even get to that point and he did all of those like awesome things but it gets to a point where you can't keep on fueling yourself with with hate and anger it will just it will leave permanent scars like it did for him so his muscles literally were too tight i don't even know if there's like something that could happen but uh but yeah at a certain point you you need to like uh try to figure what motivates you and where where's what what place is it coming from is it coming from a place of of self-respect self-value or is it like coming from self-disgust self-hate really have to try and improve on those things like because <clears throat> that the fuel you use to to take your actions really matters in the long term especially for sure yeah because yeah like you said it's impossible to to keep fu- to keep going forward if your fuel is hate and anger mm-hmm. like for him it was 20 years but for most people it would be one year or even less that that would not last what would happen is you would just never achieve your goals. You just keep bouncing around from one to the other. Yeah, that's what happens. And like being people. super, being super hard at the beginning, like yeah, I'm gonna do this, and then like just giving up. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I feel like when, and that's what I feel on myself. When it comes from a place of, first of all, of knowing it's gonna take a long ass time. Like you're uh-huh. not gonna get a six pack and some big titties in like two months. Okay, it's gonna take, it's gonna take a long time if you're gonna go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. But like recognizing that and kind of loving yourself, not sound cheesy during that process and not not like hating yourself, just coming from yeah. a good spot, a, a spot of love to not yeah, be too it's, cheesy again. It's the difference between calling yourself it's like... It's so much difference. It's the difference exactly. from like kicking yourself like, come on, you fat fuck, you got to lose this weight. I fucking hate how you look. To just like, okay, you're a bit fat, but I respect you, so I'm going to try and change this. It's yeah, a, that's like exactly. the, that's the difference. It's still you're still taking. So this isn't isn't like some woo positive shit. You're you're still getting in touch with reality. You're just doing it in a more respectful way to yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're never hiding reality. You're not gonna say like, yeah. well, I'm, these are this is not fat. These are just love handles. So it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not gonna never gonna be like that. You should you should even say to yourself, I'm fat right now. If that's the truth. Yeah. Definitely. But then, Always it embrace should, it. when you're going to the gym, you shouldn't be saying to yourself, oh, "I'm a fat piece of fuck." Yeah, just like, yeah, just just, just do it, like enjoy it. Just yeah, know that it's making you better. Yeah. and of course, there are days that's gonna be that's a good fuel. Some days, of course, yeah, of course. Some days you're gonna have to use that anger to push you through. But, yeah, but if if the moments in between are filled with anger, then you're done. Yeah, you know, not, you're not it's like when, it. yeah. Because, like, for those hard tasks, yeah, anger helps a lot, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. But if after you're still, like, let's say you finish doing your run, and you're like, oh, you fat piece of shit, and I gotta go home, then, yeah. Like, the, the brain cannot take that 24-7. Yeah. Unless you're, like, David Goggins. He did it for 20 years, but still. Yeah. Which <laughs> he is... has one of the most tough minds ever, so. Yeah. Has, Just has crazy. The normal person shouldn't try. It's shouldn't, so crazy, man. This guy. Like... I want to touch also on the the pull-up story because yeah. so 
he also has the world record for most pull-ups in 24 in hours. 24 hours. Which he did 4,031 pull-ups, I think. 30. Something like that. Yeah. 4,030 pull-ups. Which, just it's so crazy. And it was not at the first attempt, of course. So, yeah. he tried the first time. It was super cocky. Because he was doing, I don't know, he was doing like 70, uh, 750 pull-ups per day. To yeah, train, his workout Which is also crazy. insane. It's fucking insane. <laughs> but yeah, that's, he was doing that. So, he thought to himself, ah! How hard can it be, like, 4,030? Yeah. So, he, he, per, he yeah, actually he went on the, the, the Daily properly. Show. He went on the Daily yeah. Show. He did no, like, precautions about it. Yeah, and he, he got to, like, 2,050 and he failed. Yeah. And, like, his, his muscles, he couldn't even lift his hands. His, the ends itself were all, like, in living flesh. It was a disgrace. Yeah. But as he was, like, riding his car home, I think, or to the hospital, he was already thinking in his mind, like, Okay, how am I going to get this done the next time? Yeah. Like strategizing already. And it goes back to like what we were previously saying, which is don't think, don't take things too personally. It's like you failed, whatever, move on, moving on, yeah. which it's never going to be easy. And especially in this situation, because you failed in front of like millions of people, mm -hmm. live TV. Yeah. But yeah, it just kept going. Yeah, don't, don't Second, feel yeah. sorry for yourself. Just move on yeah. to, to the next thing and make yourself exactly. better. No, don't attach emotions to it as as much as you can. Yeah, of course. But yeah, like uh, then after that second attempt, he prepared way more. He got the bar set up properly, got the, the right gloves, everything, the right drink, how it should be. Still, he reached, he was doing it. And when he reached, was it 3,000? 3,000 something. 3,000. Like he, lit, he even got, I think, inject like uh, anesthesia injections in his hands to yeah. Yeah, yeah. be able so to push a bit longer, and then he just broke. Like his his muscles, I think, were flooded with um, yeah, it was lactic having, acid, and yeah, it's, it's called rap doses. So basically, his his muscles were at the point where, like, he could die because of it. It's like yeah. that's a, a, ser a serious like thing. People die from rap doses. So it's basically you overuse your muscles so much that it can get to a point. That I, I don't even know what happens because, yeah, it's like some complicated science shit. But yeah. you could die from it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, once more he failed. And what would a normal person do? Like, okay, this this task I'm trying to achieve is crazy enough as it is to try to do this many pull-ups. And I already failed twice, almost like killing myself. A normal yeah. person would just quit, but not this man. This guy was. Once again, and when he was going to the hospital, already strategizing how he was going to do it, like, for sure the next time. Like, mm -hmm. how, where he failed, like, all the small details that could, like, push him those last 1,000 pull-ups, not push-ups, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, last, last attempt, final attempt comes around. He, he goes to the same gym where he had done this. He talked to the guy again, and he said, like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Let's do it again on the same spot. And, yeah, this time... He played the Rocky song, the one that plays on the 14th round. Yeah. The, dun, 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 the classic for, one. Everyone knows it. For the full duration of this, which was, was it 17 or 14 hours? Something. Think, yeah, it's like a 19, I think. Nine, yeah, something crazy. Always on repeat. He, this time, I think he just pushed through it, you know? It was the same pain, same thing. But he, because he was more, more well prepared, he was able to push through. Yeah. And, and yeah, like once again, after he was done, he, he was not celebrating. He just sat down, 
and that's it. He was yeah, done. Yeah, he was done. Moving on to the other task. <laughs> it's funny to listen to him talking like on the Joe Rogan podcast. He was like, yeah, man, you must really enjoy push-ups, pull-ups. And it's like, no, I, it, it, him talking about it, it's like, I fucking hate pu doing pull-ups. I, I did like millions of pull-ups probably in preparation for for that task. Yeah. And it's like, I'm fucking tired of doing them. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so Joe Rogan asked him, why are, do you still do pull-ups? And then, and his answer was just like, yes, of course, I hate doing them. <laughs> so like, yeah. in his mind, he has to do them because he hates doing them. That's also but it's, man, what I think it's for most people and for myself, just imagine if that task you hate doing, but you know it's going to move you forward in life. Yeah. Just imagine where you would be like one year from now if you just kept doing that task mm -hmm. every day or every other day. You'd be so... And once you truly realize that potential, I think that's when when you really like take things to the end. And I, I feel like for me and I feel like for you too, uh, speaking about it, yeah. it's what this book gave gave us more than anything. It's you realize what going through pain brings you which is him him is the, the living example of what voluntarily pu putting yourself through pain you know is going to be good for you brings to one's life yeah it's all, all the crazy yeah it's a perfect example of, uh, of yeah of embracing the hard but necessary tasks in life and yeah. where it gets you so we just like broke lots of world records in running and doing pull-ups and of course you don't have to to get to that point but just like by just like it's the same principle as like compound interest. So if you do something every day, yeah. no matter how small it is, it will keep on adding up, adding up. And like, and in the course of a year, that's 365 days of doing something that's impactful, no matter what it is. And so you might as well choose things that are benefiting you, yeah, no matter and, how hard they are. Yeah, and, and like personal experience, I realized this today because I've always been like changing, I've always been like changing goals and tasks yeah. and I, I i was not really sure why like why would i get tired of things i was just like oh i'm kind of done with it mm -hmm. and I, it was today i kind of realized that was i was not a, it was not the task itself it was me it was like i was kind of trying to run away from myself and when you're dealing with pain there's no running away from yourself yeah. it's you with you and doing more painful things and reading this book and like, like practicing those, those painful, painful things, things. I've come through that like incredible realization and mm -hmm. it's like the Buddhists say the same thing and they do the same thing they I think as a ritual they have for 1000 days they run a marathon each day for 1000 days straight what because yeah I think so because they believe that only through through pain can you like come to enlightenment because you get to deal with the things you don't want to deal with yourself pretty much but okay yeah that, that sounds like yeah, that sounds awesome, but just the, the, the 1,000 days, every day they do a marathon. Are you yeah, sure? I think that's, I think that's the, the thing. I'm not quite sure, but because I'm pretty like, sure. I saw the other day, I think the record is like a guy did like 50 marathons in 50 days. So I don't know. I have no idea, but I feel okay. like that's something like beyond okay, it's, it's humanly reasonable. Like, like, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. But I'm, yeah, the, the principle applies. So basically. Yeah, it's something like that. But yeah, just to go back to the, the point yeah. is, yeah, like for me, I, I could never have that like breakthrough, like watching Netflix or being comfortable. Yeah, for sure. That it's because once, especially if you do it without any music or anything, when you're going through those painful situations, 
you really get to be inside your brain and see what your brain is telling you and you get to kind of like analyze yourself and feel all these things and it's incredible and it's not good of course because it's painful though but it's so good and i strongly recommend anyone like right now just get up put some shorts and shoes and just go run until you're tired and then run some more and see <laughs> how it feels yeah it's like it's one of those breakthrough moments like and, it, and you can only truly have them when you're uncomfortable so like that other night where we were talking when i was talking about running it also felt like a breakthrough moment just because you're doing something so out of the ordinary that's that's really when you you're going to get like those breakthrough moments it, it's not by doing the everyday stuff sitting on a computer yeah. and just watching netflix you have to really actively search out discomfort and that's the only way you're going to get those mind altering moments i don't even know, like calling them that because you have to you can't expect to have those moments and everything like to go according to plan after that there's still going to be daily discomfort every day and you're still going yeah. to have to practice it but you really have like discomfort is like a really powerful tool and if you want to improve your life just really embrace it as something necessary and yeah that's amazing just by the way on the, the topic maybe the the marathon thing is probably maybe it can be true because i'm just like seeing lots of people they do like a marathon like running every day a marathon in a year so there's a mm -hmm. lot of people doing that also so maybe the thousand thing yeah, yeah. Thousand day I, thing heard, is possible. I heard so it was something oh yeah i think yeah it's 1000 marathons in 1000 days yeah, it sounds fucking crazy, but yeah, there are people doing like one marathon per day in 365, so basically in a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's, crazy. Because it's, it's a pain that I don't think me or you probably ever experienced. When it, like the more, you, the deeper you go into pain, the, the more you, you realize about yourself. Yeah. And because when I say pain, it's not suffering, because it's... It's different. For example, if let's say your girlfriend breaks up with you, yeah, like you're you're gonna be suffering, but it's different. Like if your heart, your arm hurts, you you have a choice if you're gonna suffer through that. Your mind's gonna be on that. You're gonna be thinking about that. Mm -hmm. So pain, you don't have an option of feeling or not once you put yourself through it. But suffering is different. And mm -hmm. what what going through pain helps you is dealing with the suffering part. It's dealing with how are you going to suffer if you're going to suffer anything at all? It teaches you how to deal yeah. with that. And I think, like nowadays, more and more, we are getting not used to that. We're always so comfortable, everything is so comfortable, which on the one hand just proves how good human beings are at making things. On the other, it's just making soft people. And everywhere you go, you can see this, like men are getting more feminine, girls are getting more tired of that shit people don't really know what to do and when they decide to do something they can never go through the end yeah and yeah just yeah, said it's just said that, that it's kind of been it's said that it's, it's been lost this like rituals of becoming a man and stuff like that but it's also good that it's coming back with guys like jordan peterson and david goggins and jocko willing joe rogan too it's interesting time to be alive <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just by the way, another because this thing of the, the thousand marathon is really fucking up my mind. But yeah, it's true. It's like um, from some monks in Kyoto in Japan. So basically, in the last 130 years, only 46 men have managed to do the 1,000 marathons in 1,000 days, and they do it yeah. on straw sandals. 
What? Oh my the lord! Fuck? <laughs> so there's this is like this uh, reporter uh, talking about it. He went to to visit one of the actual living monks that finished this 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 challenge, and she said like yeah. in, the, in the last day she was like expecting to see his like his feet completely destroyed, all swollen, but they were just like normal because he had gotten probably yeah. so used to it. Wow. Yeah, because that's three years of running a marathon yeah, every day. Oh my god, that's like. This just sounds humanly impossible. I don't know. People are fucking amazing. Like, yeah, I think we forgot. Animals. Like, you, humans are one of the best endurance animals, if not the best, in the entire world. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's probably the only physical advantage we have apart from our brain. Yeah, for sure. And at, I think at the yeah. end of the at the end of the the challenge, they enter into a dark room where they spend nine days without food. What the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> the, the idea is to bring the body as close as possible to death. Okay. Man, that's that's crazy. Yeah, man. but but reading about these things really, like, it has a positive impact on you because you just like if if this guy can run one thousand marathons in one thousand days, what can you do with your life? Maybe exactly. Like, it shows you what's possible. Yeah, that's like you just the rules, quote unquote, just get broken. There are no more rules because exactly. like when you told me about this, I was like, nah, that's bullshit. No one can run one thousand fucking marathons in one thousand days, but these guys are doing it. So yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I think with this and also in this more masculine kind of talk, it's a good segue to finish this and uh, say what we're going to talk about in the next podcast, which yeah. is going to be exactly about masculinity and oh, yeah, how it maybe. is in nowadays, what kind of is, what we think it is and it's not. And like how to kind of retake that in a world that's becoming more and more feminine and let's say hateful towards uh, masculinity. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to be the next podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It was uh, quite fun to not only do it, but to read the book. It was incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. And if you have any like book suggestions or topic suggestions, uh, you can message us on Instagram at Paths of Meaning. That's our Instagram page. Uh, We post daily images there. And yeah, most likely you came from there. So yeah. Anyway, it was very good. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye.